0: Yeah, hello. Is is this thing on? Oh, I think it's working. Great. Hey, this is Dr. John Kickenback and this is going out to uh Kathy and Pat. Um uh, so Pat, I-, I don't know if you know this or not, but after we had visitors to a uh, GenTech there, uh Goff and and Murphy Ladders, they uh they decided to to stick around a while we discovered that uh you had left your your hobcast recording equipment in the server room. So uh, here's what happened, and I'm a little embarrassed by this, but uh, the Lathers boys went down to the sub-sub basement. We did our little work on them, uh, Dimitri and I, and uh, they stuck around for a little bit, and we were all playing uh, ping pong and having my ties. and we had your hobcast equipment right next to the ping pong table, and uh, I dove for a ball, and sure enough, one of the my ties got knocked over onto your... Uh I don't know what this device is called. It looks kind of like one of those tablet computers, but it's got a piece of fruit on the back. Well, got my tie all over it and I, I I think that uh it may have messed up the the Hobcast file or something. So I'm actually on my way over to Dimitri's compound to see if he can take a look at it and maybe get that file recovered. Uh don't worry though, I'm not driving. Uh, I've got the autonomous vehicle that Dimitri and I built. So if you hear a little noise in the background, that's just uh, me on the road. And, uh, well, we this is the first of what we hope to be many autonomous vehicles. We call this one Autonomous Prime. So I'm riding around on Autonomous Prime going to get this uh, tablet computer over to Dimitri. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't corrupt the file, and maybe if it does, you can just put this little message out to the Hobcast Airwaves I guess uh, this would be a good point too to tell you guys a little bit more about the secrets of you know I started to uh, right there in front of the Lathers boys and, and stopped myself but uh, real talk time so you remember a couple of months ago and you two were getting ready to make out in the server room for the first time and I guess record it Anyway, I'm not really sure what that was all about, and I wandered in. Well, I wasn't there looking for cake. I mean, who comes up looking for cake for Deb's birthday? Nobody even likes Deb. Deb is, she's an asshole. Deb, nobody cares about the health of your cats. Yeah, they're sick. They're always sick, Deb. Anyway, uh, sorry, that's a a bit of a digression, but uh, I came up because I had heard that somebody was doing some research on the company, and I wanted to make sure that those people were going to be safe. Gentech's a, a big company and, and full of secrets, and I don't want anybody hurt by the anymore by those secrets. So you probably know that Gentech was founded in 1988. I mean, you can go out and see that on some of their public information sites, but what you probably don't know is the origins of Gentech are actually older than that yeah mr big dick oldman started this company but it was primarily a a research arm of the federal government see big dick was in the cia he was an operative and then he was a research scientist uh 1988 when george herbert walker bush got elected president of the united states mr bush being a uh Ex military intelligence guy himself thought it'd be real clever to move some of the military projects into the private sector. See, he knew he could fund them with government money that way, but nobody'd be able to really pierce the veil of what was going on in those companies. What's that got to do with what's going on at Gentech today? Well, the head of the research department at that time was one Johann Klaus Kickenbach. Yep. My dad. I don't think that was even his real name. See, my dad fled Germany after World War II, and after a brief stay in South America, uh, he came to work for the United States government in the 50s. And he was working at some research facility out in the desert in New Mexico or Arizona. I don't even know the location. It wasn't wasn't known to anyone. And when the company went uh, to the private sector... He moved o- moved over with it. My dad. <laughs> Guy's an asshole. Yeah, that's so how I got to the company too. I was my dad's first research assistant. See, when I fell off that stage, uh, my leg was broken in 48 places. But what I didn't tell you is, I was in the hospital for a long time. Doctors were worried that the leg was going to have to be cut off, amputated. I wasn't going to be able to walk again, much less dance. And then I got a visit from my dad. He came in and said, Son, this is the chance you are waiting for. Come and work for me and I will give you your leg back. I didn't have a choice. I didn't know what I could do. Go work for this monster of a man, but be able to walk again? I made the Faustian bargain. I went to work for the man I hated. See he never believed in me or my dream. My mother died when I was very, very young immediately after I was born. i to be frank, my father was never around. He was completely indifferent to my upbringing. He left it to our our housekeeper and maid and nanny Helga. She was a wonderful woman. She'd give me little treats and, and pat me on my head, and she'd say, Yoni, you be good, or Krampus will come and take you around Krampus time. <laughs> I'd say, yes, Helga, yes, uh, yes, Frau Helga, and I'd, I'd take a treat and cram it in my mouth and go running off. She'd say things like, Yoni, little boys who dance grow up to be men who dance. I didn't know what that meant at the time what she was telling me was i was going to be different than my father a man who who was sensitive who could understand the the feelings of other people in the world i, I wish i could say i was sad the day my father collapsed in the lab in the sub sub basement but i wasn't and when he was laying on the floor there i went over to him and i looked in his eyes And he looked at me and said, now, mine son, now is the time you must do your duty. So I did. I did what I had to do. I did my duty. And I've regretted it every day since. Look. There's a squirrel. A squirrel with a fluffy tail. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, that's a good idea, uh... Find out how squirrels get fluffy tails and put that into shampoo. I got to write that down. Write that down. Uh, fluffy tails. Anywho, I'm going to go deliver this tab light to Dimitri. Oh, Dimitri. Dimitri's a guy that you can trust. I've trusted him. I've trusted him with my life. So if anything ever happens to me, look to Dimitri. He'll be able to help you out. So anyway, that's a little bit of the background. Oh. Oh, my God. This place is enormous. This is the first time I've seen Dimitri's house. Oh, my God. There's like six garages. All the garage doors are open. And there's cardboard boxes cramming every square foot of the garage. Some of them have, like, Amazon written on the side. I'm assuming they come from South America. Some of them have names with different languages on them. I I don't know what's going on here. Well... The plot thickens. Uh, I guess I better go talk to Dimitri. Uh, I'll check in with you two later.